Welcome to Activations with JJ, Adventures in the Akashic Records, Part 3. In today's episode, we will be telling the stories of Maggie, who released a very, very powerful soul contract and transitioned into a state of peace and unity consciousness, as well as the story of Maria, whose Akashic Records work was related to ancestral contracts and trauma connected to living in communist countries. I feel like both of these women's experiences have so much to offer us with regards to our own personal soul journeys, and I can't wait to dive right in. Hello, dear beautiful souls. So thrilled to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining me for this Adventures in the Akashic Records. You now may notice that I am creating a sort of a series of episodes off of the theme of the Akashic Records. My first episode related to this topic was called Adventures in the Akashic Records, and then I did another one and called it More Adventures in the Akashic Records, and I decided that I didn't really want to name it even more Adventures in the Akashic Records, and I knew I had a ton of content to share with you, so it's now going to be part one, part two, part three, and you're going to see these episodes come out every so often. I have had some incredible experiences over the last several months working with you in the Akashic Records. And again, these two beautiful souls have allowed me to share their stories with their permission. And their names have been changed to keep them anonymous, but the stories are just as powerful. And I'm excited to share them with you. As we head in, I do want to remind you that I am taking Akashic Records clients on a waitlist basis. I'm booking those about one to two months out, but if you'd like to get on that list and you're interested in working with me in the Akashic Records, you can click on the link below. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So this Akashic Records story is about a woman who I will call Maria. I do have her permission to share this story. And the fun thing about Maria is that she came to me for an Akashic Records reading on Valentine's Day. And she said to me, I just thought it was perfect to do this on Valentine's Day. We did it early in the morning. And she said, I just wanted to start off my day with love. And so the theme that she wanted to bring in for our session was love and self-love, which was a beautiful theme, I thought. And so I talked to her a little bit, found out a little bit about her, and then we just headed into the records As we walked into the records, we were feeling a lot of hearts. I was seeing hearts. I was feeling a lot of that beautiful love energy. And immediately, I I just felt like there were parts of her that wanted to participate in this Akashic Records work. So we called in different ages and stages of her from different places and dimensions and timelines and allowed them to gather as well. And as we gathered there, I felt the presence of her grandmother, who she said was one of her guides. Her grandmother came along, and the first thing her grandmother did was place a shawl over her shoulders. And then she sat her down in a big, comfortable chair and gave her a hot drink. And I thought that was so cute that her grandmother would do that. And then she sat right next to her, and she held her hand and just provided that comfort for her. As we transitioned along, I also felt the presence of the Buddha, and the Buddha came through 
she had already mentioned to me that she connected a lot with the Buddha. And the Buddha placed his hand, the palm of his hand, on her third eye and spoke some light language into it. And after the meditation was over, she told me that she was just so emotional during that part. She just really felt so strongly that connection down with the third eye that that he was providing for her. I also felt during the session the support of so many angelic beings. I could see two on her left shoulder, two over her right shoulder, just there supporting her and loving her. And as we moved forward in the session, we came to a contract. And the contract was uh, one of worthiness, one of being worthy. And so I said to her, I said, it's time for you to shift into a new timeline where you release the unworthiness. And I felt like there were a couple specific ages of her life where this was affecting her more. So we literally called in those versions of her. One was about eight years old and the other was about 15. And they stood next to her and they wanted to sign the contract too because I truly felt that they were wanting to receive this healing and they wanted to release this unworthiness. And so it was so beautiful as she, as she signed that contract and I just had her repeat three times the words, I am worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy. And then say, and so it is, and so it is, and so it is. A lot of the session, she was really releasing emotion. I just felt that in her. But interestingly enough, as we did this, I started feeling parts in her body that were not fully on board with what we were doing. And so I had her sit with especially her sacral and root chakras and just hold space for them for a moment after we signed the contract because when we do energetic work and contract work in the Akashic Records, it's a wonderful thing. But step two is to get that integrated into the body. And so I just sat with the body. We were patient. I said, we need to be patient with the body. The body is is really is resisting just a little bit or a little hesitant to receiving this change. And so I had her place her hands on her sort of her belly area and just show love to that area of herself that was trying to receive these new contracts of being worthy. After that, the funniest thing appeared. And I kind of usually say there's like a table in front of us and that's where all the things that we need to do are shown to us. And it was it was literally a white bunny rabbit. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, what are we going to do with this white bunny rabbit? But obviously bunny rabbit is symbolic of just soft and gentle energy. And so as her guides came through, I, I just said, you know, I feel like you're supposed to pick this bunny up and just hold it to your heart and allow its soft, gentle energy to be received by your body. And then her guides dropped in with further messages and clarity on what this rabbit was representing. And they said, throughout your life, you have had around you many rough people, many hardened people, and it's time to call in soft and gentle people into your life. And so they literally showed us a contract and had her sign it where she could now receive soft and gentle people. And they said, over the next 10 years, 
there will be dozens upon dozens of these soft and gentle people coming into your life to show you love and to show you gentleness. And I could feel that these people wouldn't just be deep relationships. Some of them might even be someone that she ran into at the grocery store that she saw for just a moment, but that allowed her to feel the tenderness that she didn't really get in the first part of her life. And they told her it's safe now. It's safe to feel this. It's safe to be soft. She had mentioned to me at the opening of the session that she had been in situations with quote unquote, you know, psychics, uh, spiritual people that she had trusted and that had sort of betrayed that trust and that she was very hesitant to work with future light workers um, like myself, but she felt called to work with me. And when they came in and said that to her, they also said that you are in a different timeline now and it's okay. You can trust yourself in this timeline and you can trust other people in this timeline. The things that happen to you in the old timeline are not going to happen again in this timeline. And so she felt afterwards, she told me she felt just a huge sense of relief that that made a really big difference to her when she realized that that wasn't going to happen anymore. And then at the very end of the session, as we walked back through the portal to come back to her body, she sat there and she said to me, wow, this was just so powerful. She said, I was raised in a communist country and I left that country as a young adult. I decided that I didn't want to be there anymore. But she said there's just so much trauma in those countries because she said it was not a thing for your parents to say, I love you. There was just not love that was demonstrated. And she felt like there was a lot of collective healing to be done with people and for people that had been raised in communist environments. Now, over the time that I've been doing my sessions and my work and my offerings, I have had the opportunity of working with other people who were um, either raised in communist countries or had family that were raised in communist countries. And I do see that as a common theme, breaking open that heart to feel love again and really lowering those defensive energies, those hardened energies. And I want to just recommend to any of you who were raised in communist countries to consider opening yourself up to a light worker of any kind, whoever you feel called to. I would obviously be honored to do so. But to realize that you have a role, if you're listening to this podcast, you absolutely are someone who is breaking that cycle, someone who is bringing that soft, loving, compassionate energy back into your ancestral line, back into your DNA, because it is so true. There was so much trauma experienced during the communist regimes where they really removed all connection to source, all connection to divinity, now, if you, if you take a look and you pull back all the way, there is a reason. There is a reason why people are born where they are born. 
There is a reason why they are born into the families they are born into. And actually, a large percentage of the time when I am working with someone who is born in a communist country and who has had a spiritual awakening, many, many of you are angelic beings. You are angelic starseeds. And it can take a little bit to uncover that part of yourself, but you are here to bless your family line, to heal your ancestry. And it's just a wonderful thing to witness, to be part of. It's such an honor for me on my end to be able to bring some of those things through in the session. So again, I just want to express my gratitude to Maria for allowing me to share this story. I hope that it has touched your heart and you can feel just the love that she called in was truly manifest on that Valentine's Day when we had that session. Transitioning into my second story, we will call her Maggie. Again, I have been given permission by Maggie to share this beautiful story. And I'm going to preface it by letting you know what she told me before we started the session. I always like to ask people what's on their mind, what's been coming through for them. And it just so happens that she had had a almost like a past life regression type session with someone just a few days earlier. And that person had tapped into a lot of Norse warrior energies like Valkyries. And so I really was feeling that she was connecting with that part of her soul journey where she was in battle a lot and she was a warrior. And I said, okay, all right, we'll see what we can do here. We'll see how that all ties in. She was feeling quite heavy, I think, from that. So as I took her into the meditation, it felt like her body was definitely resisting or being hesitant, let's put it that way. And so her guides brought in some beautiful energy into the kundalini area, into the lower back where the energy was stuck. And a lovely dragon energy came through and just surrounded her. And I just kept saying to her, you are safe, you are safe, you are safe. And essentially what came through was a message about the fact that she was still hanging on to the timeline of a warrior, of the battle, of those lives where she almost even said she felt like she was an Amazon woman. And so as we transitioned into the records, I had her hold on to those words. We stepped into the records and it felt like I saw a lot of vines, very feminine, just from very drapey, greenery, lots of flowers on them. I think that was significant to helping her soften as well. It was also very, very bright, almost like she was bathing in the light. I couldn't even see very much, but I just had her sit down in the middle of the room with her legs crossed like she was meditating, with her hands on her knees, her palms facing up, and her crown chakra very, very open. At that point, I saw a very large group of angelic beings just over her head. And her guides told me that they were just there to hold space, to help her expand her energy. Now, after that, there was a book that I began to see in a little bit more detail. It dropped down in a column of light and landed right in front of her. And it was indeed a book of contracts. We're trying to find the contract is what we decided to do. So I had her look through the book to find the contract of battle, of duality. And interestingly enough, I felt like there was one part of her that wanted to just rip that page out of the book and tear it into little pieces. But her higher self said, this is part of who you are. This is part of your experience. 
it's not to be destroyed. It's to be brought into completion. So if you were to rip it out, tear it into pieces, it wouldn't be brought into completion. Remember, it's important to bring things full circle. And then her higher self said, all you have to do is sign it and say it is finished. Those are the exact same words that Jesus said when he was on the cross and died. He was bringing something into completion and he said, it is finished. It was a cycle. As she signed it, I could feel the energy just start flying out of her body like she was releasing. It was almost like a flock of black crows flew out of her body and she was actually physically responding to this. She was coughing quite a bit. When I do these sessions, I actually have the other person be muted so it doesn't affect the recording, but I could see her with the video and I could see she was coughing and processing physically. I then had her do a little bit of tapping. Tapping is always a really good way to help you transition and shift and release energy. So I had her do a lot of tapping in her chest, reminding her that release did not have to be so dramatic and so traumatic to the body. So I transitioned from having her imagine a flock of birds flying out of her body to like a a gray mist or almost like smoke rising out of her body. And I said, you know what? Your body is transmuting just like fire. You're going to feel the heat and it's okay. It's easier to burn the wood up and release it as smoke than trying to send that chunk of wood out of the body. Transmute it and then release it. And then I saw her seated in the meditation and there were two beings right next to her. One was holding her right hand and one was holding her left hand and they were just meditating with her. It felt like there were almost two versions of her, like two other versions of her. And in fact, what actually happened was that I felt like these versions of her were from the left and from the right, and they represented the divine masculine and the divine feminine within her, and they wanted to come together into unity consciousness. And they essentially represented the merging of the dark and the light. And so I asked her to integrate from the left side and from the right side, And her guide said, yes, this energy is going to feel a little different, a little bit awkward. And so I invited her to begin to imagine herself dancing. It was a dance of integration. She was moving her hands in the physical. And then as she was visualizing it, moving her body, graceful spiral movements. I really just saw all of this imagery coming through. It was beautiful. I also saw the image of the rosary. So when you cross from your forehead to your chest and then your shoulders, I saw that as a way to help her integrate. And in fact, my guides mentioned that is actually a symbol for integrating the divine feminine and the divine masculine that did not begin with the Catholic Church, but it was an ancient symbol of integration. Once we were done with that, it felt like she was being encased in this bubble of light, like an orb of light just moving through and back into her body I set the intention that everything would be closed up and finalized. And then I also felt the the dragon back around her, just comforting her like a blanket and helping her to integrate. I saw the warrior version of her being released. And it really looked like she was this being of light, this point of light. And this point of light was getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, like she was turning into a star 
It was like she was saying goodbye and she wanted her to rest. And she's also going to go to her rest. It really did feel like a death in some way. And so many of you have experienced that sort of death of a part of you. And I could feel the grief now coming through. She also was processing a lot of emotion. So her guides had me walk her through essentially a ceremony that was like a funeral, like a memorial service to this part of her where there were candles and there were flowers. And rather than be weeping and wailing so much, they wanted her to just calm down into a sense of peace and reverence and honor for the sanctity of the moment. It was a really big thing for her. And so as she was processing the emotion, I had her really focus on her breath really focus on her breath. Her guide said, both birth and death are beautiful. And when something dies, something else is usually born. And what they did was take and place in her arms a new little baby version of her. There was this infant that was placed in her arms and they asked her to connect with this infant to allow her to feel the joy of a rebirth holding this infant and rocking this infant so that she could shift into this new phase. It was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. When we came out of the meditation, which was again very intense, Maggie mentioned that a part of her felt like it did not want to release the warrior. And I know that there are many of you who have experienced and been so entrenched in spiritual warfare for many, many lives that you may be in the same boat. I've actually been calling in and I think it's subconscious and energetic because I personally did this transition about two years ago where I was literally asked to hang up my armor and I've walked about a dozen people through this. It's a very special transition to make. It's not just a transition from one life to another. It's literally a transition from one cycle of your soul to another cycle from duality back into unity consciousness. As we wrap up this story, I again want to express my gratitude to Maggie for allowing me to share it and for allowing me to co-create with her in this extremely special way. As I mentioned, I am going to go ahead and drop in below in the, in the comment section a link if you feel drawn to have me accompany you through the Akashic Records, I would also be honored. There could be something for you there, and it could be a significant part of your soul journey, what's waiting for you. I also want to wrap up with a few little announcements, some exciting things that are coming around the bend for me. Of course, this weekend, so the 18th and 19th of February, if you're listening to this right after I publish it, I'll be having my galactic family gathering on the 18th, my remembering Lemuria gathering on the 19th, and also my angelic activation gathering on the 19th. You can find out how to sign up for those below. If you do not attend those live, you do get a playback, or I have a shop with lots of playbacks from lots of gatherings, and that's right on my website, and the link to that is below as well. I'm also very thrilled to announce my second in-person event for 2023. My first event was in Los Angeles at the beginning of the year. And next week, so if you're listening to this when I publish it, you'll know, but February 25th, I will be holding a Starseed Activation Workshop 
in Scottsdale, Arizona. I travel about uh, once a month or once every other month. So this is kind of a rare opportunity. If you are in the Phoenix area, I would be honored to be with you there in person. It's at a beautiful venue called Chantiful, which is a healing space. And I cannot wait to see you there. So the information about that is below. A couple of other upcoming things that I have around the bend are my co-creation, my collaboration with the Priestess Portal. We are starting a spring cohort and it is going to be just so powerful. I've already been feeling the energies drop in. We're going to be doing Priestess Soul Template activations under the direction of Isis. So if you are drawn to work with Isis, you are drawn to work with Priestess Energy or you feel like you've been a Priestess in a past life, this is the course for you. It is going to take place over several weeks from March through May and you can find out all the details below. One of the very last announcements I'm going to make is something that I am extremely, extremely looking forward to and that is our Hawaii retreat. This is the new golden age of Lemuria in-person retreat style conference. So it's actually designed to be like a conference where you are going to be receiving so much incredible instruction, channeled messages, activation from very, very gifted healers and channelers, including myself, Queenie of Reiki and Flow, Katie Jane of And Crystals, Flo Karuna from Starseed Codes, and then we have an incredible sound healer, Ama Sophia Rose of Sonic Love Alchemy. I'll have all their information, all the information about the retreat below. Sign up now to get into these payment plans. The payment plans are an incredible way to spread out the cost of the retreat over several months to make it comfortable for you with the energy exchange portion. And you can click on the link, like I said, to find out about those payment plans. I really feel so much energy already pouring in for that Lemurian retreat. It is the time and it will happen in September. So we have several months to prepare one of the ways that we're preparing is that Katie Jane Queenie and I will be offering a Star Mothers course starting in April. I'll have a little bit more information about that in just the next few days. Make sure you sign up for my mailing list. If you go on my website, you can sign up for my mailing list so that you don't miss anything. But there's just so much. Can you tell there's so much I'm being called to do? Do you, re- do you remember what I've said over and over again? It's a time to gather It's a time to collaborate. It's a time to mix our magic. And I am not slowing down. I feel like we are just ramping up. And there may be something there for you. So check out all those links. Find out what calls to you. How you can co-create with other powerful, powerful lightworkers, way showers, and ascension guides. Because we are all in this together. Again, my friends, thank you so much for co-creating this episode with me. For being here to listen. I would not be here without you. As always, I am sending you so much love and reminding you that I am you and you are me and we are we. Until next time.